Hello, welcome to Love Yourself Rich. This podcast is designed to increase your income in life and business through self-love mindset and spirituality. I'm Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a money mindset coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. All right. So today we're going to be talking about people pleasing and how that relates to lack mentality. So let's do a little bit of a review here of the previous episodes. What do we already know about lack mentality? Well, acting from lack only creates more lack. My mentor and coach, Serena Hicks, talks about this in her Big Happy Money Mastermind, where it's basically like multiplying a number by zero. If you multiply five times zero, you will always get zero. You can multiply a hundred times zero and you will still get zero. So acting from a place of lack only creates more lack. Another concept we talked about is oftentimes feeling scarcity about money isn't about money. It's about the scarcity pattern present in your life. So if you're feeling lack about money, you most likely are feeling lack about your capability. You're feeling lack about yourself. And it's so much more than just money. Money is really the, um, the it's not the root cause. There's something else that's creating the lack in the money. It's just simply a result or a symptom of the real problem. So scarcity often comes up in our lives through patterns that is pervasive in all areas of our lives. Another thing we've learned about is everything is either coming from lack energy or love energy. And I love to kind of tie this with A Course in Miracles um, teaching where They basically say everything is either love or a call for more love. So same thing here. And in this case, lack just simply means lack of love, a call for more love. So you can also see it in that way too. Another thing that I feel like I've talked about, maybe not overtly, but something that has been a theme underneath a lot of the mindset work that I've talked about is your thoughts either contract you or expand you. So if you guys aren't familiar with the model, which is a coaching tool taught by the Life Coach School, they break it down into five, I think five, 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 yes, five, um, five different stages of this, of mindset work. So you have a circumstance, you have a thought about that circumstance, that thought causes your feelings, which influence your actions, and your actions lead to your results. So this is the process of, or this is why people say your thoughts create your results, or your thoughts creates your reality. That is the process of how this works. So that's why we talk about mindset a lot. And, um, you know, 
implanting new thoughts and filtering out old thoughts that aren't serving you anymore because your thoughts are essentially the seed to everything, every result that you have already created in your life and all the things that you want to create in the future for your life. So that's why our mindset around money, around wealth, around our lives and our businesses is so important because thoughts are the determining factor for all of this. So that being said, me going over that overview, let's bring it back to people-pleasing. First of all, thing that I wanna say about people-pleasing is people-pleasing is a survival mechanism. So if you are someone who survives on people-pleasing, I just want you to, first of all, give yourself a break, okay? Like, it's kind of like telling, like an addict not to do whatever it is that they're addicted to anymore. Like stop, just stop gambling, just stop drinking, just stop, like just stop smoking. That's it, right? But it's so much more complex than that. So just by telling yourself to just stop people pleasing and just to stop right now, cold turkey, to stop caring about what people think of you, that is not the best, most compassionate response to the situation. So in understanding that, first of all, people-pleasing is a survival mechanism you picked up as a child in order to survive, that allows you to bring in more grace into the situation of like, okay, I've been depending on this for a very long time and it makes sense why I adapted in this way, right? Because when we're younger, we have needs that are met by our parents or providers or caretakers and their opinions of us, them being happy, with us is so important for our survival. So of course, it's a literal survival mechanism that we pick up as children. We don't want the hand that feeds us to be angry with us, right? We wanna please them. We want them to be in good spirits so that we get fed and we get nourished and taken care of. So that is where all of this stems from. And that's okay. That served us in one point of our life. But now that we are full-fledged adults and evolved beings, we know and we can understand and see clearly that that served us in one area of our life, but now it doesn't serve me anymore. And so to just arrive at that understanding and allow yourself to just have compassion for yourself. Be kind to yourself when you fall into the habit of people-pleasing because it can be sneaky and sometimes we don't even know we're people-pleasing when we actually are. So this is all okay. Your awareness is what will make this work. And we know, I don't need to tell you that you are worthy of living beyond survival, right? You are worthy of thriving. You do not need to use these survival mechanisms anymore because the truth is the things that we do to survive never really end up making us happy. For example, look at our one billion year old brains, billions, I don't know, our very, very ancient old brains that have this thing called the ego, which I talk about a lot, this primal part of our brain that is here to keep us safe. It is a literal survival mechanism so that we don't like go and get eaten by a bear and make stupid mistakes like that, like jumping off a cliff for no reason, right? It's there to, it's there to protect us But in the same way, the things that protect us from these things end up getting in the way of us being happy. 
it ends up blocking our well-being. So we often have to let go of the survival mechanisms. We have often have to, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, I don't want to say overcome, but we have to find ways to rewire ourselves so that we don't only choose this survival mechanism. We don't only choose what our ego tells us to do and that we have plenty of other options. We have our prefrontal cortex. We have a higher intelligence guiding us that we can also choose to trust instead of trusting these survival mechanisms that we have. Does this make sense? I feel like I'm getting a little ranty, but I hope you guys are sticking with me here. <laughs> okay. So, <sighs> you are worthy of evolving. You are worthy of thriving. You are worthy of living in the realm of being enough, having enough, having plenty, having things that are just overflowing in abundant amounts for you. Like, it's not just about being barely enough or just scraping by. It is your divine birthright to have plenty. In order to have plenty, we must let go of people-pleasing, and being attached to other people's opinions. And so a great understanding of this that um, helped me through this is like humans are very fickle. Is fickle the right word? I'm just going to Google that right now. Because I think I, th I think I know what that word means. Changing frequently, especially as regards to one's loyalties, interests, and affection. Yes, hell yes. Sticking with that. Humans are very fickle. <laughs> their opinions are based on their fluctuating moods and the, their temperaments and whether or not like, like the world is acting like the way they want it to, right? So like there's so many elements and factors of the opinions of other people. And so the way I like to see it is trying to get everyone to like you and approve of you is like trying to catch a wave in the ocean with a net, right? You just can't. You cannot. You can sit there on your boat and try really hard and like be like, okay, I'm going to catch that wave with this net. And then bam, it does not work. It's just, it's always going to change. You might do one thing and that person disapproves of you and they're seeing you in the uh, different filter and you cannot control the way people perceive you essentially. It is as chaotic as the ocean waves and um, other chaotic things in nature. You just can't. <laughs> and so... People-pleasing is kind of like this way for us to lie to ourselves that we have control over something that we really don't have control over. It's self-deception. And I will offer you my own definition of people-pleasing. People-pleasing is acting from a place of lack 
believing that it will create abundance, but it actually only creates more lack. So let's break this down. This first part of the definition, people pleasing is acting from a place of lack. So you're doing this thing. You're taking up this extra shift at work. You are mowing your neighbor's lawn, whatever it is. You're doing this thing in order to be more liked, more approved of, maybe more popular. You believe that you need to do this thing, like you need to do it to prove that you are worthy or useful or you have value. And believing you need to do this thing in order to get X, Y, Z is coming from the belief that you aren't already whole and you aren't already complete as you are right now. So this is just you coming from a place of inadequacy already and just seeing that as like a given, right? Like, oh, I'm inadequate, I'm incomplete, so I need to do this in order to be whole and complete and worthy for the world. So it's this like proving energy, proving energy. Anytime you're in proving energy, proving something to your family, your husband, your boss, even proving something to yourself in the sense of like, oh, I have to perform, that is coming from lack. So let's go back to the definition and go to the second part here. So we've already talked about people-pleasing is acting from a place of lack. Part two is believing that it will create abundance. So if I agree and say, um, I'll take on more work for this project or for this client, if I do that, then that will get them to like me more and hire me again and all this other stuff. But actually, that just creates more lack. That's this other part of the definition. Acting from a place of lack, believing it will create abundance, but it actually just creates more lack. So when you say yes to your boss or your client that you'll take on more work just so that you could get more approval from them, you end up, let's say, you end up working on the weekends and you miss your daughter's ballet recital or you miss out on a family picnic um, and it creates more stress and now you're resentful and you're tired and you're lashing out at people, that creates more lack. A lack of energy, lack of time, lack of family time, lack of relaxation. Maybe you really do need to unwind and relax and recover from a stressful week, but you're just prolonging it, right? And then what if you say yes to taking on all that work, you do all the things on the weekend, and then Monday, your client or your boss, they're still unhappy with you. They still don't give you that approval. Then what? Right? Then you just put yourself through all of this, thinking you can somehow manipulate them into liking you when you're just trying to catch a wave with the net and you are abandoning yourself, right? You are creating more lack in the process of believing you are incomplete in the first place. And I can think of this example. When I used to work on the floor, 
as a floor nurse, my boss would ask everyone if they want to work extra shifts. And these were like 12 hour shifts. <laughs> so for me, when I worked a 12 hour shift, it would take me friggin' 12 hours to actually recover from that 12 hour shift. So doing four 12s, I just could not. So anytime she came around to ask, I would do this dance because I wouldn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So I'd be like, oh, you know what? Let me check my calendar. I'll get back to you, even though I deeply know that, hell no, I do not want to do that. And um, and she'd be like, oh, OK. And then I would hope that she would just forget about me or like have the position filled. But then she would circle back around and be like, hey, so like, um, do you have an answer for me yet? And then, then it just drags on more than it needs to. Me being dishonest and me not being straightforward about how I feel and what I want and what I don't want is dragging out this process for both of us. It's not doing her any favors for like sparing her feelings or anything. She just wants to get this, this shift filled. And so... At some point, I just started to say no. They would ask me, hey, do you want to work on Saturday? And I would just say, no. <laughs> and it took a while for me to say that without feeling guilty. But, and, and without like doing the dance of, oh, you know what, let me check my schedule. Um, and like everything. I, I just, I had to be brave and just be like, no. Because a part of me knew that I am serving her by not dragging this out. I'm serving her and myself for not dragging this out and just being straightforward and honest and just telling her, no, I don't. I don't want to work on Saturday. And also that's coming from the the idea that like me working an extra shift, like what what would I do that for? Like if I'm doing that to make my boss like me more and approve of me more, then uh, that to me just did not seem worth it. And <laughs> I accepted the fact at that time of like, yeah, this might like lose brownie points. I might lose brownie points for this, but I don't really care because I don't want to work on the weekends. <laughs> and so that's okay. And I'm willing to accept that my boss might look at me and just say, yeah, she's great. She just doesn't like to work overtime. It's like, okay, that's fine. And so here's the biggest distinction here is that like we often think that when we are people pleasing, we are doing them favors, like doing something good. When we say yes in situations, when we really just wanna say no. But the truth is we are not. We are not doing anyone any favors by being dishonest. Dishonesty never serves anyone. And yes, the truth hurts. The truth absolutely hurts, but it's like ripping off a band-aid quick. It's painful for like five seconds and then after that you're over it and it goes away. And there's a common understanding amongst everyone that, you know, like it's over and we can just move on. <laughs> So here's a couple of thoughts. We talked about that mindset component, right? Of how our thoughts create our results. So a lot of our focus should go to the way we think about things. And here is a new way of framing P 
people-pleasing if this is a habit that is hard for you to break. When I people-please, I am hurting others and myself, even if it doesn't feel like it. When I people-please, I only create more lack for myself and others. When I people please, I am being a block to someone else's good. When I people please, I am being a block to my own good. And here's another one. It's okay to disappoint people. It's safe for me. Whoa, sorry, my wrist just cracked there. (laughs) It's safe for me to disappoint people. It is safe for me to disappoint people. I am safe when I disappoint people. The truth is disappointing people on a regular basis means I'm doing something right. It means I'm doing something honest. It means I'm doing something truthful in my life when I disappoint people. And I know that doesn't feel good, But just think about it. If you're never disappointing anyone and you're just living up to everyone's expectations of you, what kind of life are you living? That's no longer your life. That life has been dictated and determined by the people around you. It's no longer yours. It's no longer honestly yours. So please see the truth in this that Disappointing people on a regular basis means you are living your truth. You are doing something right. I recently had to disappoint a lot of people. (laughs) Um, I had to, you know, tell someone that I wasn't going to work with them, even though we had acted like we were going to work with each other. Um... And it was awful and it felt terrible and I felt very guilty, but I deeply knew that there was nowhere to hide. Like there was no way for me to dilute this or to beat around the bush or to make it like sugar-coated in any way. I just had to say it and say my truth. And when I did that, I liberated both of us, from her expecting to work with me, from me being scared of what she might think of me and like our future relationship and like professional relationship. And, you know, when I broke the news, she was happy. It was like, it actually went down really well. Maybe there was actual disappointment in her that she didn't show, but even so, even if she like yelled at me or had a more like negative reaction to the situation, I went in there knowing that I can handle it, that I can handle people being disappointed in me. I can handle when people are angry with me. I'm, I can handle their resentment towards me because that is just, that's the cost of living life on your terms. That is the cost of living your abundant life. It's to not please everyone else and to stay in your lane, stay in your truth. So 
um, yeah, that is a very real example that just happened very recently that I wanted to share with you guys that disappointing people, of course it's not gonna be fun, of course it's gonna feel terrible, beginning, middle, and end, but disappointing people is the most truthful thing you could ever do. And so another way of phrasing this is people-pleasing is like that brief hit of instant pleasure. For example, like the, um, the lollipop you give to a kid after going to the doctor or getting a shot, right? Um, we do this with alcohol, we do this with food, we do this with entertainment, our phones, television, all the things that dull the pain of reality. So if you wanna see people pleasing as like white sugar or you know, just like that instant hit of dopamine in your system, that instant sugar high of candy, right? People pleasing. But of course, with all the sugar highs, there's always a crash. It's never forever. And so on people pleasing, you're doing this same thing of like, yeah, I'll get a little bit of a dopamine kick when I please my boss or I please my partner or I bend over backwards and do this thing for this other person so they can like me. But that never ends up going far. It only is just a short burst of instant pleasure. And then after that, you are left with what? What are you left with? You're left with compromising yourself, your value, your truth. You're left with maybe doing more work than you wanted to. You're left with like the example that I said earlier in this episode, um, missing out on really key family moments because you decided to take on more work, even if you, though you didn't want to, right? So if you see people pleasing like that, then what, how do we go through that? How do we stop using it as a crutch for that instant hit of pleasure? We become willing to disappoint people. We become willing to feel that terrible sinking feeling in your chest or your stomach that you feel when you disappoint others and when you see that look on their face. You know, when all you want to do is just curl up in a ball and hide after you've said that thing to that person, right? Be, being willing to feel all of that and then also being committed to your own self-care in the midst of feeling those terrible emotions. Like, you know, give yourself a hug, take some time to be with the emotion, create safety in your nervous system. You know, like this will feel like a gut punch and owning up to the fact that disappointing people can be very difficult and it's supposed to be difficult can actually make it a lot more tolerable because you're not resisting against it. You're not resisting against the difficulty. You're just allowing it to happen. And something that helps me when I'm in the midst of just feeling this painful, negative, raw emotion is just saying to myself, this may feel painful right now, but I know I am living my truth. This may feel terrible right now, but I know I am exactly where I need to be with this. This may feel terrible right now, but I consciously choose to love all of me right now. 
This is where you can come in, step in as your own best friend, as being your own love of your life. And this is how you, this is how you stop relying on the people pleasing because you know you have your own back. That you don't need to rely on these brief hits of pleasure with the people pleasing because you know you can handle disappointing people. You can handle the negative emotions that arise in speaking your truth, being in your truth. And that is really coming back to abundance mentality and lack mentality. That's really how we can approach this from abundance mentality in the abundance of our own capability, believing that we can support ourselves abundantly no matter what. We can handle whatever comes our way no matter what. We can handle any emotion that comes our way no matter what. That is the abundant mindset when it comes to people-pleasing and interacting with others and living in this world with other unique people who have different ideas of who you should be and how you should act. Being in abundance mentality doesn't always mean sunshine, happiness, and rainbows. It doesn't mean everything is always easy and there's no suffering around anything, right? It does not mean that in the slightest. Being of abundant mentality just means you are in your truth. You are owning your truth. And I know I'm saying truth a lot here, and I hope that's not too abstract for you, but what I mean by that is you are living your life in the way that you want to. You are living your life on purpose, and you are not letting yourself being, you are not letting yourself be swayed by other people's opinions, by other people's projections onto you, and you are genuinely living your honest, truthful life. And an honest, truthful life to me is a life of lasting fulfillment and happiness with no hiding, no pretending, but being yourself authentically, whatever that may be. And in you being yourself authentically and truthfully allows everyone else in the world to expand. So it becomes a win, win, win for everyone. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. You can follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. And if you would like to be a client of mine, hit the link in the podcast notes to book a consult with me and we can get chatting on what you want to accomplish in the next six months. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Goodbye.